the Buddha said the human mind in its normal state generate dukkha, which means dissatisfaction, suffering, and incomplete. So it's a normal sense, which means if you don't want a suffering or dukkha in your life, you have to think about your normal life. Dukkha is a characteristic of a human condition. According to Buddha, wherever you go, whatever you do, you will encounter dukkha. So in one sense, we have this kind of a dysfunction of a human mind, tainted by madness. If you look at the human history, World War I, World War II, Holocaust, genocide, all kinds of things we humans do collectively, Sometimes we destroy ourselves by polluting air, water, ocean, and river. And with the fear, with the greed, and ignorance of our connectedness to the larger whole. On the other hand, however, if you look at positive side of humanity, if you focus on your creativity, the achievement of humanity is so impressive too. Beautiful music and arts and literature, paintings, science and technology. We humans have both capacity, negative and positive. When we struggle physically and mentally, we need time to meditate, and investigate the causing condition of our suffering. At times, we feel life is tough and difficult. But this difficulty and struggle or suffering and dissatisfaction are part of human existence. You are not alone. Aspect of a struggle and challenge is universal to all life. So do you have a difficulty in your life? Are you suffering? Are you struggling? According to Buddha, he encountered 84,000 Mara, or hindrance, or devils, while he was practicing meditation and searching for the truth. So even Buddha encountered 84,000 hindrances. We do encounter these kind of difficulties and challenges. It is universal. Not you alone, but everybody on earth go through this kind of a struggle and hindrance. You will always have a difficult people in your life keep saying that it's not going to work. I always say, never say never, because what's going to happen in the future, you never know. So in Buddhist tradition, we're experts to look at this Mara, 84,000 Maras in our lives. 
And second, in Buddhism, there we talk about three kinds of suffering. Suffering that is produced by direct cause. If you cut yourself, yes, you have a suffering, pain. The second suffering is uh, produced by loss or deficiency. If your loved ones died, of course, you will suffer. And third suffering is produced by transience or impermanence of all things. Because things are constantly in change. We thought it was permanent, but it's not. And third, in Buddhism, we talk about the eight sufferings and four sufferings. Actually, it's divided into two categories. First is physical suffering, and second category is mental suffering. For the physical suffering of human beings, there are four kinds. I think you are expert in that area. Birth, physical pain caused by taking birth by infant. Do you remember the pain you suffered when you were born? Nobody remembered, right? But if you have any chance to watch the infant was born, the process was born, it's a great pain. Not only mother, but, but the infant himself or herself. So both thing is pain. If you think about it, any new birth thing you are giving out, it's painful. And second pain is aging, getting old. We are getting old. Some, some of you never think you will get old. <laughs> I thought that too. When I was a doyan sage, I never thought I would get old like this. But getting old, to the point that you cannot think anymore. You cannot walk. You cannot function anymore. Become ugly, wrinkled, and depressed sometimes. In Korea, as you know, I've been in Korea more than six months. And uh, I visited the elderly hospital, we call it elderly hospital, run by one Buddhism, to see my doctor, my uh, teacher, actually. <clears throat> One of my favorite teachers from my high school, she's in that hospital. First day, I took her out with a wheelchair. And the head minister of that facility showed me the whole hospital all around. And every corner of the hospital, there are about 20 people lying on bed. It's a deathbed and waiting for the final moment. This corner, that corner, 20 people, 20 people. Each floor. So after watching all of these people, and some of them, I was uh, able to recognize them. Some of them were very powerful, very wealthy, very powerful teacher. They cannot function, they cannot move around themselves now. They just uh, sit and lying down. And those people who, whom I can identify, because it, that headmaster showed their name, and I just couldn't barely recognize them as they were. I often saw the news to the little babies, baby bath, 
right? But 10 or 20, 20 babies were born, you show them. But I never saw this deathbed or this elderly hospital in, in my entire life. So it was a shocking discovery as a part of our life. And I thought it would be nice if, if they all could meditate in that bed. So aging certainly is part of our life and the real suffering too. And third is sickness or illness. Anyone here never ever got sick physically or even mentally? Only few can avoid from suffering of illness or sickness. So when you ache in your body, you can tell it is really taking you down. And fourth of physical suffering is death. Nobody avoid it. But nearly all human beings are afraid of death. Anyone here not afraid of death? Fear of death prevents us to prepare it well. I think it's, it's time and we need to be bold enough to talk about it and to prepare it so we can die well. Since death is part of our life and life is also part of our life. So this suffering of aging, sickness, death, as well as birth is a part of human life, inevitable part of human condition. It is a law of nature governed by principle of cause and effect. So this is a factual. And the other kinds, when we call in Buddhism, eight sufferings, eight kinds of suffering, four are related with the mental side. Suffering from separation from loved ones. Something you like, something you enjoy, bring your uh, pleasant feelings, leaving you. There are a great deal of suffering when loved ones depart you. And sixth one, the suffering of association with the hatred. Something you don't like, something you dislike, something makes you unpleasant. It is a suffering if you live, if you have to work with the mean boss all the time. And the difficult co-workers or uh, troublesome parents or annoying children or in-law problems, then you have to meet. So it is association with uh, something unpleasant as, a, as a one of the suffering in Buddhism. And seventh uh, suffering is uh, not getting what you want. If you want something and cannot get it, of course, it's suffering. For the children, it's worse. If they want MP3 and they don't get it, they complain until they get it, right? Uh, like a college student or high school, if I want a very nice laptop, Apple laptop, I cannot get it. And uh, you, you work until you get it. 
so suffering from getting not getting what you want it can be a car luxury car or a beautiful house or whatever so getting not getting what you want is a part of suffering and eighth suffering is uh, suffering for at least about five scandals you know five scandals now since we chant heart surgery all the time you have form body if you illness your body it's related to physical and feelings illness of feelings or perception if you have a wrong perceptions or impulse or too much impulse or consciousness so this is, is uh, the kind of suffering Buddha talked about so we have a mental and emotional suffering comes from separation from when you are loved ones or associated with the unpleasant or unable to get what you want in our life nothing is permanent whatever you have whatever you wanted all passing away things we love once no longer with us things we don't like stay with us what's wrong with our lives when you face struggle and seek to understand we take time to look deeply about the own, our own mind and explore possibility to find peace within this struggle. And the fourth and the final suffering in Buddhism is uh, 100 at delusion. If, it, if you have a lot of delusion in your mind, in your head, certainly it is part of suffering. In Buddhist practice, we practice uh, 108 bows, full bows on the floor to purify these 108 delusions. So what is it? What is uh, the 108 delusions? The Heart Sutra describes in detail. If you practice Heart Sutra and the chanting with, the, with the enough uh, experience, you can describe what is the 108 delusions. So 108 delusions are related with our minds and bodies. It's called six roots, five senses and the mind. So, ears, eyes, you know, five senses, and the mind, encountering with the outer world, you have three different kinds of feelings. One is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So three times six is 18th, right? And when we use our eyes to see the world, our perception, identify or make judgment that it is beautiful, it's ugly. The problem with beautiful, when you have a beautiful object, the wanting mind arises. I want to have it. I want to have these beautiful flowers in my desk. If you see ugly things, the not wanting mind 
arise, I want to get rid of this from my life. But you cannot. So 18 times 2 is 36, right? So 36 kinds of thinking and delusion arise in our mind. It happened in the past, all the memories, right? Memories, what had happened in the past and present. When we encounter even today and now, you are busy making that it's beautiful, it's meaningful or not. You're constantly thinking, right? Thinking mind is there. And future, it will happen in the future. So 36 times 3, past, present, future, equals 108 delusions. So knowing all of this, Sotesan add one more here. The final suffering is uh, related to the material, materialism or material values or material service. Today, we have so advanced material goods and services. And watching interesting TV gives you no time to meditate, right? If you want to go all exotic places, you don't have time to meditate. So material goods and services, making us busy and occupied with the material things, leave you no time to cultivate your inner life, your meditation, your spiritual self. Maybe the last one could be the biggest hindrance or biggest cause of suffering today because it triggers greed, it triggers craving, it triggers more ignorance of connecting with a larger heart. So what do we do with all this suffering we know now? Why are we coming here to the temple every Sunday? Because we want to tackle this problem of suffering in our lives. The insight into suffering is the very essence of teachings of Buddhism and one Buddhism. Because of this suffering, we have a motivation now. I don't want to continue the way I live. You begin to rethink and use your creativity how to change it. Because we have a capacity within ourselves, as a Buddha did, we can liberate ourselves from suffering and liberate ourselves from ourselves. To live means in Buddhism not to suffer. Of course, suffering is part of it. But to live means to liberate yourself. As I mentioned last Sunday, what is the purpose of our life on earth? The purpose of our life is not merely existing the way it was, but awakening, awaken us to see the truth, to see things as they are, so we can have a wisdom to let go of the cause of suffering and have a wisdom, have an insight to liberate ourselves, to bring nirvana. If we are striving for something if that is permanent, that will be nice. But if it is impermanent, then 
inevitably bring unhappiness when you lose them. As the Buddha emphasized in his first sermon of Four Noble Truths, there is a suffering in human life, which means in everyone's life, including you and including me. So suffering is inevitable. Dissatisfaction is an aspect which is not separable from our human existence. So human beings have a tendency to get what they want and hold on what they like and try to get rid of what they dislike. So how we do this? How can we reduce and eliminate suffering from our, our life in our body and in our mind? The cause of suffering is a craving. If you do not crave anymore, there is no suffering. The craving is a wish for satisfaction, gratification, holding security, or solidarity, a wish to return of innocent perfection. So as long as there is a craving, there is a suffering. So seeing your own craving makes you develop awareness of your own mind. So seeing is, is a key. Awareness is central in Buddhist teaching. Are you aware of it? Your higher self. Are you aware of your Buddha nature? Are you aware of your breathing at this moment? Awareness is not thinking. Awareness is kind of a presence. So by bringing your craving into awareness itself can bring liberation. So seeing is wisdom. Seeing is eyes. And awareness is wisdom. So wisdom can break core force over greed and hatred. So what is the root cause of greed and hatred? It's ignorance. The root cause of the problem is ignorance. Ignorance about your truth. Not ignorance coming from not going to school. This ignorance is nothing to do with how many books you ever read or what kind of degree you have. This ignorance is related with the Four Noble Truths and the Old Buddhist teaching. So by seeing that craving for what it is, is wisdom. So the vision of Buddha is the fearful and disturbed aspect of mind, just recognizing that problem of our normal human mind, gave him that courage and motivation to leave palace, to, to know the truth. Even this 
problem of craving which causing our suffering that is not intrinsic though that is a very simple way with this functional dysfunction of a human human mind which is not yet cultivated through insightful meditation it is not the nature of mind it is a hindered mind or we call it your own karma especially negative karma so Buddha realized that Nirvana was actually a discovery of what had been present all the time nothing new similarly it's available to you all as a Gautama Buddha as a Sotesan discovered this truth and be able to see things as they are you can liberate yourself and experience nirvana here and now if you are not hampered by your confused false self it is possible you can experience nirvana here and now so Buddha didn't do anything but just recognize this false view of self so if we can let go this false view of self and be able to see who you are be able to see who you are then you can experience nirvana right here and your whole life every day from now on be experience of nirvana and expression of the nirvana